Good afternoon, my friends, and welcome to the Tony C. Davis Show, coming to you by way of the Raven International Network and the amazing women and men of power. Again, I am your host, Tony C. Davis, where we share everything from faith, family, fitness, finance, and fun, and anything in between. So if you have some valuable content you'd like to share, reach out to me at thetcdshow at gmail.com. That's thetcdshow at gmail.com, and we can share your valuable content. So stay tuned for this week's show. Hey guys, again, Tony here. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's show is going to be something a little different. Uh, today, I actually did earlier today, live on Facebook, I actually did a recording for my uh, workout in the Word, which I actually do every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. And I actually did a, um, the Word was, coming from the book of Ephesians 6, uh, 3, and 32. We're actually talking about letting go of bitterness. And so today, I just wanted to share that with you and uh, talk about a little bit about bitterness, where it comes from, and how to deal with it. And so as we look at it, I want to go to the scripture today. Again, this is a this uh, recording, just a little different than something I've done before. But if you would, just, uh, again, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, I'm going to read the... Uh, 31st through the 32nd verse. I'm sorry, not 6th chapter, but the 4th chapter, 31 through 32. It says, Let all bitterness and wrath and clamor and anger and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Again, we're going to talk about uh, letting go of bitterness. As we know that Paul, he is talking to the church at Ephesus. And so he's actually talking to a group of believers about bitterness and anger. These types of things that oftentimes can arise within a church, within a church body, a church family. And sometimes people consider it odd that these are some of the things that we need to address. But if you think about it, a church is basically made up of people from several different backgrounds, several different stories several different experiences and oftentimes things will arise and will cause sometimes animosity, anger, uh, bitterness. And so God has put in place a way to deal with these particular issues. And so that's what Paul was basically talking about here. And so first of all, I want to say being bitter or being a bitter person does not necessarily mean a person is not saved. Uh, a person can oftentimes be bitter but at the same time, maintain a, uh, a sense of concern for people. They may be bitter over a particular situation that has happened in their lives. So just uh, being bitter doesn't mean a person isn't saved. What it basically means is that person is miserable and can be a miserable person to be around. So first, I want to define bitterness. Bitterness is anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly. It is also resentment. Bitterness is an emotion that develops through hurt, anger, and leads to hate. And the word hate is very important because uh, oftentimes, initially for me, I never really uh, thought about bitterness. Um, I thought it always had to come from, you know, unforgiveness, unresolved issues, but that's not the case. And so as we look at it, bitterness can develop into hate. Sometimes a person may refuse to forgive an individual, but that doesn't necessarily mean they hate that individual. Quite possibly that individual has hurt them and they just don't want to deal with them anymore. But when we talk about bitterness, bitterness can develop to a whole new level, again, a level of hate. And so, again, as I initially thought about this, thinking, well, 
um, bitterness comes from unresolved issues or, or uh, a person has been injured by another person. And that's not always the case. And the reason I say that is if you were to go to the book of Genesis, the 37th chapter and the 4th verse and also uh, the 19th through the 20th verse. And also can go to uh, Genesis, the uh, 4th chapter and the 8th verse. And if you get a chance, read those Genesis 4 and 8. Also Genesis 37 verse 4 and verse 19 and 20 or that whole chapter in 37. You can also look at 1 Samuel the 18th chapter, 6 through 9. And there are a lot of other different uh, instances within the Bible. These are just some that I uh, thought about. But in the Genesis, the fourth chapter, you find that Cain killed his brother Abel. If you go into Genesis, the 37th chapter, you find that, and most people know this particular story, uh, Joseph had brothers who hated him, hated him to the point that they were willing to kill him. And then if you go to uh, 1 Samuel, the 18th chapter, you find that David, because he had uh, slain uh, Goliath, uh, Saul began to become jealous and bitter at David because the people began to celebrate David. And so Saul, I think it's the ninth chapter uh, or the ninth verse rather, says that from that moment on, uh, Saul's eyes were on David. In other words, he was watching him and he was looking for an opportunity to take David's life. And on more than one occasion, he did attempt to take David's life. So when you look at it, bitterness doesn't have to necessarily come from unforgiveness. Bitterness may uh, develop through jealousy. Sometimes if you look at these particular stories here that we just mentioned, these individuals had not done anything wrong. Uh, Abel didn't, didn't do anything wrong to Cain. Uh, Joseph. Uh, didn't do anything wrong to his brothers. Uh, David didn't do anything wrong to Samuel. But because the favor of God was on their lives, the other individuals became bitter, resented them. And uh, of course, in, in Abel's case, Cain slew his brother Abel. In Joseph's case, his brothers, uh, first of all, thought to kill him, but then decided to sell him into slavery in Egypt. And again, in the case of uh, Samuel and David, David, on more than one occasion, almost lost his life at the hands of Saul. So oftentimes, because a person is favored by God, bitterness can rise in the heart and mind of another person. And that person seeks to uh, hurt them in some way. So as you look at it, if it's dangerous for a person to have bitterness in their heart simply because of favor. Again, it's dangerous. Uh, and I think about this. Me, if I have offended someone and I know how I have offended them, then I'm going to go to that person. I'm going to ask that person to please forgive me for offending them. I'm very sorry. Whatever it is that I did wrong, I apologize. And if that person will accept, accept my apologies, then we are good. But if a person is bitter towards, and I'll just say me because of favor God has given me uh, or a door that God has opened up for me, there's nothing I can really do about that. And oftentimes, again, people become bitter at other people simply because God is beginning to open up doors for them and elevate them. So again, we want to look at uh, bitterness, where it comes from. We want to look at the impact of bitterness and how to overcome bitterness. First of all, uh, where does bitterness come from? Primarily, it comes from the enemy, Satan. It is Satan's desire to divide the church. It is Satan's de de desire to divide the family, to destroy, to uh, 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 embarrass, 
to uh, uh, bring division and discord with, again, the body, the family, the church, the community. And so he, these are just some of his tricks that he uses to bring about all kinds of unrest and uh, uh, problems and issues. And so primarily it comes from the enemy. When, when sin entered into the world, then all these other issues came into the world. Uh, secondly, it can come from, again, unforgiveness. It doesn't necessarily have to, but it can come from not forgiving an individual. Refusing to forgive is one thing, but it can grow, again, as I mentioned, to bitterness. Again, when a person is bitter, they want to hurt someone or they want to wish bad on someone or they rejoice at another person's misery. Now, we have to understand, uh, I'll just say for me, at one time I was bitter. There was something that happened to me uh, when I was younger. And again, this is before I, uh, when I first started to walk with, walk with the Lord, I became bitter about something at someone. And it was my desire at that time, again, being young, I wanted God to, I wanted to get revenge, not to the point of physical harm from me, but I wanted something to happen to them. I wanted God in order, I wanted God to uh, uh, vindicate me because of what was done or what was said. And that was bitterness. And for me, it took maybe a year before I was able to overcome that, but it was through prayer and fasting and realizing bitterness is not something God would have his children to embrace. It is not something that he wants to be a part of our life. So me personally, I had to acknowledge myself, acknowledge my sins, examine myself and see where I could make improvement. And, and what we have to realize is that when a person is bitter, when a person refuses to forgive, when they're angry, um, the person that they are bitter against or towards, the person that they refuse to forgive, and I've said this in other occasions, that person can go on and enjoy life and never think about the person who's bitter. I, and I think about this, all that time that I spent being bitter at somebody, that person was enjoying life. And, and, and the funny thing is, they didn't even know I was bitter. I was bitter at them and they did not even know I was bitter. They were enjoying their life. They thought nothing about me. It was, it was not, I was not a blip on their radar. And so I was doing more harm to me than I was to them. And again, that was uh, immaturity on my part, but I thank God that over the course of time, uh, maybe less than a year, I was able to examine myself and realize bitterness, this animosity that I had was not going to benefit me in any way because as long, and I think I've said this before, as long as um, there's bitterness, and that was my phone ringing, as long as there is bitterness in your heart, as long as there is unforgiveness in your heart, or refusing to forgive, that individual has some form of control over your emotions. And uh, you have to decide to let those particular things go. So what are some of the impacts of bitterness? Psychologist Dr. Karsten Warch, and I think that's how you pronounce that name, said, when bitterness lingers for a long time, it may forecast patterns of biological dysregulation, psychological uh, impairment, I'm sorry, physio physiological impairment that can affect metabolism, immune response, or organ function. 
Again, I'll read that again. When bitterness lingers for a long time, it may forecast patterns of biological dysregulation, physiological impairment that can affect metabolism, immune response, or organ function. Can you imagine that? Bitterness can become so great in an individual that it can cause them physical harm. Again, it says organ function. Can you imagine your, your internal organs being impaired simply because of bitterness, simply because you have animosity towards someone? And again, that person may not know it. They, that person may be living a healthy life and and I'll use the term you, you are suffering because of bitterness. Again, that's where I was. I was, I was suffering and I, I thank God I never got to the point to where it affected me or impacted me physically that I know of. But for that amount of time for holding on to bitterness, that was, that was just a, a poor choice on my part. So again, uh, bitterness can cause a physical disease. And this is uh, from uh, Dr. Roach, Roach, I believe that's how you pronounce that name. So bitterness can, the second thing, bitterness can rob you of compassion. Bitterness can rob you of compassion. One of the first things I thought about is uh, the prodigal son, or not necessarily the prodigal son, but the father of the prodigal son, which we'll find in Luke, the 15th, 15th chapter. If you know the story of the prodigal son, uh, a father had two sons and the youngest of the sons decided he wanted to leave home and he left home. The father had given him all of his inheritance and the young man leaves home and he wastes everything that the father had given him. Now, imagine you, a parent, you've raised your child and, and for whatever reason, your child decides to rebel and decides to uh leave home and not necessarily when we look at this story we're not necessarily saying that the the son rebelled he just thought he was ready to take on the world he thought he was ready to be an adult and oftentimes that's what happens with young people not necessarily rebelling child but they feel like you know uh it's time for me to get out on my own uh, and, and I, I send my uh, best regards to any child who grows up and decides they want to you know be an adult as long as you do it in, a, in the right way, as long as it's not offensive to your parents. But oftentimes that doesn't happen like that. Sometimes children decide to leave and they're angry with their parents and they storm off and they run away. But if you look at the story of the uh, prodigal son is what we call it. This son, once he hit rock bottom, once all of his, his substance was gone, once he had wasted all of his possessions, he found himself, in the Bible says, in a pig pen and he was feeding the pigs. Here's a Jewish boy having, uh, uh, having to feed uh, uh, pigs, and that was a disgrace to the Jews. And so he, the Bible says that he came to himself, and he began to look at his situation, and he said, how many hired servants of my father have bread enough and despair, and I perish with hunger? He says, I will arise and go to my father and say to my father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. If you read the story, this young man hits rock bottom. He examines his environment, sees where he is. He recognizes he was not born to live like that. And he tries, I imagine, to dust himself off. And he's going, and he's going to his father. Now, imagine if the father would have had resentment in his heart towards the son. Imagine if the father had allowed what the son had done 
to cause bitterness to rise up in his heart and in his mind. But the Bible lets us know that the father never stopped looking for the son to come home. How do we know? Because the Bible says when he was yet a great way off, the son talking about when he was great way off, the father saw him. He ran and with compassion fell on his neck and kissed his son. You can't have uh, bitterness in your heart and then demonstrate compassion. So this father, even though something had happened, he didn't allow bitterness to rise up in his heart. He didn't allow bitterness to sever the relationship between he and his son. He still loved his son. Now, I will say, oftentimes people will think that you're bitter when you're not really bitter. You're frustrated. A uh, young lady, while we were in Bible study the other night, um, while we were teaching this lesson, she began to cry because she said that her family thought that she was bitter simply because she had been aiding, giving aid to a person, helping a person every almost every day, um, running to the person's uh, every beck and call, helping the person because the person really can't take care of themselves. But the person that they're helping doesn't appreciate it. Sometimes they have an argument. Sometimes the person that uh, this young lady was helping tells lies on this young lady. And oftentimes because of the hurt that she has experienced, she goes home and she kind of vents to her family. And then her family assumed that she was bitter. And she was in church last night. She was just crying. She said, but I don't want to be like that. And I had to point out, you're not a bitter person. You're just venting your frustrations. There's a difference between frustration and being bitter. She's not a bitter person. How do we know she's not bitter? Because she's able to continue to give service to love and to sacrifice for a person that does not appreciate what she's doing. She's not a bitter person. She's just frustrated. So sometimes people can can assume that you or I may be bitter when we're not necessarily bitter. We're just experiencing or uh, expressing our frustration. You see, it's easy for other people to assume that when they're not the ones having to deal with the situation. So again, Bitterness could or has a possibility of robbing you of your compassion, and I pray that doesn't happen. Thirdly, bitterness can lead to a physical attack. If you go back and read the scriptures again, because bitterness, I believe, rose up in the heart of Cain. Bitterness rose up in the heart of the brothers of Joseph. Bitterness rose up in the heart, rose up in the heart of, of uh, Saul. Now these individuals sought to do physical harm to, uh, again, Abel, who was killed by his brother Cain, and Joseph, again, sold into slavery by his brothers, who initially had thought about killing him. And again, uh, Saul, who attempted on more than one occasion to take David's life. So again, bitterness can lead to a physical attack. There are people I know that have, not necessarily know personally, but stories I've, I've read where they become bitter towards an, another person and for whatever reason, they decide to uh, attack that person and even sometimes even kill. So how do you overcome bitterness? One thing that I pointed out is examine yourself, see yourself, admit that you are bitter. A person that refuses to admit they have a problem more than likely will not be helped. A person who does not admit they have a problem more than likely will not be helped. You have to see, you have to try to examine yourself and see 
if it's bitterness. Sometimes other people can see it and uh, it may not necessarily be bitterness. But then oftentimes a person, by the way that they talk, the, the things that they say, uh, their mannerisms, the way they treat other people, they are basically reflecting on something that was done to them in their past. And they can be a very bitter, can be a very vile person. But again, examine yourself and admit that you need help. I'll just say for me, when I was an alcoholic, at one time I was an alcoholic, and I know a lot of people say once you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic, but I believe what the scripture says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So I am a new creature, regardless of what anyone else says. But at the time that I was an alcoholic, you know, for a while, I thought I could handle it by myself. I would say, and like a lot of alcoholics do, I can quit anytime I want to. I didn't see myself as an alcoholic. I didn't see myself as someone that was uh, being controlled by a, a, uh, uh, an alcohol, a spirit, really, that's a spirit. <laughs> um, you know, people that, that lie, unless they admit they, admit they are liars, they don't see themselves as liars. And so one of the first things to do in order to overcome bitterness is examine yourself and know that you're bitter. The second thing you want to do is be willing to get help. Be willing to get help. Now, I broke this down into two parts. Number one, first of all, when we talk about getting help, of course, I believe in prayer. I believe in fasting. I believe in seeking God's face. I believe in lay, lay, laying everything at the feet of Jesus and allowing him to resolve it. But sometimes, sometimes, I also believe you should get professional help. That would be number two or B. Of course, pray and fast and do that. But sometimes, depending on the situation, depending on what you've suffered, depending on the way you're carrying yourself now, you may want to seek professional help from a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I really don't know the difference. I think one is able to give medications, but you need professional help. And for any believer or any Christian out there that says you don't need to go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, then the first thing I would ask you is, do you go to the doctor when you have an ailment? Do you have a, Do you go to the doctor when your tooth stop, starts hurting? Do you go to the doctor when your back starts hurting? Uh, again, if you can go to the doctor or to the dentist for uh, uh, physical things going on in your body, why not go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist for um, psychological things, emotional things going on? So I don't, I don't. Uh, see any shame in anyone going and getting some help from a professional. So even if you are a believer, I would encourage you to seek some professional help in those instances. And the last thing I want to leave you with, or second to the last thing is, decide to get better. You have to decide to get better. You have to decide to do what you need to do. Listen to the voice of other people to the point if someone may be trying to point some things out to you, uh, listen, uh, take in what you can take in and filter out what you don't need. And again, they may be able to see some things that you don't see. So decide to get better. Make it make it your point to get better. Refuse to be bitter, but determine to be better. And the last thing I want to leave with you is holding on to anger and resentment is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Again, I am Tony C. Davis. Thank you for tuning in. Go out there and make sure you let go of any bitterness. I appreciate you for coming in today. Thank you and have a blessed week.
Hey guys, so that's a wrap for another show. I really do appreciate you for joining us today. I hope that you found some value in today's show. And listen, if you have some valuable content to share, reach out to me at thetcdshow at gmail.com. Thetcdshow gmail.com. We'll share your valuable content with the world. Now listen, also you can follow me live on Facebook where I actually do some live recording. So I appreciate you, my friends. And in the words of my good friend, Mr. Willis Wright, I'll see you at the top or from the top because the bottom is definitely way too crowded. God bless.